Welcome, folks, to another edition of RSF Radio. I'm your host, Joe Monday, and today is December 28th. A very happy anniversary to my lovely wife. Uh, four years running. And with that, I kind of want to share an anecdote um, about having a wife and being in the FGC. Because I saw someone ask this question uh, the other day during the Combo Queens uh, AMA. Uh, and it was, how do I get my wife into fighting game community? If like, oh, I want to go to an event with, with my wife. And I was like, well, first of all, like the first, the real advice there is don't force your significant other or anyone that you care about into something that they're just not interested in. That's not, wouldn't be cooth, wouldn't be prudent. Uh, however, I will share this anecdote. Uh, with the first Evo that we went to uh, three years ago when it was back in the Paris, uh, when she went with me, uh, it was her first Evo, and she didn't know what was gonna be happening, didn't know what was gonna be going on. Uh, she was just in Vegas, you know, during the middle of the summer, hot weather out there. She just wanted to hang out by the pool, and I don't blame her. It's great weather for that. Why not? Uh, and the first day, I'm like, all right, I want to go down early, because um, I know some people are gonna be playing. I want to cheer them on, and you know, just kind of see what's what's all going on. I want to get all of the experience. So I'm going down there at 8 o'clock if you want to come with. So she gets she gets dressed for the pool, uh, she's, but she like throws some clothes over top of it. So she's got her swimsuit underneath, uh, like t-shirt and shorts. Uh, she's got a swim bag with her, ready to go to the pool. She's going to stop in, just poke her head in and see like what's been going on. Uh, but we walk in, uh, within the first couple minutes of seeing the big stage, seeing all the the rows of of people playing and yelling at each other and uh, just the excitement the fervor of it all um, the big projector on the screen they got the big uh, big sound system just pumping out hits I, I feel like especially in especially that year because of the space it was a bit smaller than it was the last couple of years that they've had at uh, that they uh, had the convention center the year after that and it, so the sound was kind of lost because it was such a big room uh, but in the Paris, because it was such a, it was a smaller ballroom, uh, they pumped those speakers up to 11. And when someone got hit with, with a jump in or got hit with like a hundred hand slap, you heard every bump of it. It hit you in the chest. Uh, it's just something about that being in that space with around that many people. She, with min, within minutes, she leaned into me and said, I'm actually gonna, I'm actually gonna change and come back down. You're going to be here for a while because I'm going to go change. I was like, you might, yeah, like, that's cool. Because she, she doesn't, uh, still, like, she doesn't necessarily even care about fighting games all that much. She didn't really care to, to learn how the ins and outs of them. She understands them through, like, through me and how much I talk about them. But other than that, I mean, she doesn't, she's not going to go after it on her own. But still, there was the, the being at the large event and being around that many people who are all excited about the same thing, I liken it to the Super Bowl, where I probably wouldn't ha I, like. I don't care about football all that much, but the Super Bowl would probably be a fun event to go to. Never done it, but it seems like the event to go to. You know, just it's that you know the the pomp and circumstance of it all. You know, there's there's excitement around it. The the electricity is in the air. So, kind of with that, you know, if you do have a significant other out there and you're trying to get them out to an event, just just go. Just say, I know you're not into this, but let's just try it. And, hey, they might like it. 
Granted, she does spend a lot of time at the pool still. She's not necessarily interested in the Evo pool. She is interested in getting a suntan by the actual pool. And I don't blame her because that's fun too. It's in Vegas and it's very hot. And we live in Pittsburgh where it currently snowed. Well, we were at her folks' house and it snowed like six feet the other day so you're kind of a in a it's kind of dicey getting home but regardless again i want to give a very special uh happy anniversary to my wife uh today on december 28th today's not actually december 28th i'm recording it a day before so i'm not gonna get yelled at tomorrow so don't worry about it guys don't worry about it at all it's fine we're fine all right so if you're not familiar with the show on RSF Radio, what we typically talk about is what's been going on on the front page of our Street Fighter throughout the week. However, uh, with this week, uh, last week I prompted everyone the question, what were your favorite matches of 2017? A lot of publications out there have gone through their game of the year, their top 10 games of the year. And granted, it's been one hell of a year for games, if, even outside of fighting games. If you just, if you are a fan of video games, there's some hot titles. What dropped this year? Uh, so... I'm sure there are some contentious top 10 lists out there. And there's also a con- so what I proposed was let's do a top 10 list of matches uh, from this year. And I think it's still pretty contentious. Uh, there was a lot of very exciting matches this year. Uh, so I put a list together of my own personal top 10 list of matches. Uh, some matches that, that struck home for me that hit the, plucked at my heartstrings, some that I just enjoyed from a technical perspective, uh, and I'll share those with you. You're, you are welcome to disagree with this list and build your own. Uh, I've, I've got that thread up that you can look at other people's top 10 lists, uh, but I'm probably going to post another one uh, in the posting of this particular episode, or at the time of posting this episode, just to get, you know, get it up there on the front page again, just say, so, you know, if if you want to get in on some of this uh, while the getting's good, now's the time. Uh, or if you want to look back at the year of 2017 and all of the hype matches, what happened. Uh, it also, I don't want to limit you guys to Street Fighter. If there's like some other matches in, in other games, feel free to share those because uh, it has been a good year in fighting games. There are a lot of very good fighting games out here. Uh, but for the purpose of this particular podcast, I'm going to keep, keep things to Street Fighter related games. Uh, because this is our Street Fighter, RSF Radio. Wouldn't be. I mean, we've talked about other games here before, but for the top ten list, 2017, gonna keep the Street Fighter. So without uh, without further ado, uh, let's hop into. I wish I had ESPN. So I also do video format for this. I wish I had some like hot ESPN graphics from the, their top ten plays of the week or whatever have that run down but i don't i don't so i'm just gonna say number 10 number 10 i didn't even set up the air horn damn it i'm really messing up uh number 10 comes from florida uh winter uh it is from their winter party uh at gator gaming uh, now this is a relatively unknown uh however i will say someone that is known uh, to the people at our Street Fighter and personal friend of mine, uh, Moondoggy versus Knuckledew uh, in Grand Finals at Gamer Gaming, Gator Gaming, it's hard to say, uh, Gator Gaming Winter Party. Uh, it is 
in my opinion, it's just because I, I like to see Moondoggy do well. Uh, he plays Balrog. Uh, Knuckle D was playing Mika at the time. Uh, and you go through uh, their first set in Grand Finals. And, uh, and Moondoggy resets the bracket. He gets all the way through a first set uh, with Knuckle D. And then there is a point uh, where it turns. Uh, and after Moondoggy takes the first set... Knuckle Dew switches to Birdie, which is not something that anyone at the time of this particular tournament had seen before, because no one has seen Knuckle Dew counterpick like that. Uh, and it throws it throws Moondoggy off enough that he just gets bopped in the second set. Uh, oh no, he's playing a. I'm sorry, Knuckle Dew plays Guile for the first set. Uh, then switches to birdie for the second set. Regardless, uh, it was really cool to see Moondoggy do so well against a top player. And I think that for him personally, this match uh, really set him off in terms of how much effort he was going to put uh, in the scene. Uh, so look for him on Twitter and look for him in 2018. I know he's been putting a lot of work in for Guilty Gear. Uh, however, uh, could be a year for him in... Street Fighter Five as well. Who knows? The, the Florida scene is very strong, uh, so look out for anyone that frequents the Backdoor Fighters. Uh, we typically give props to them uh, during our weekly tournaments because, by the way, uh, when we run our weekly tournaments, uh, we like to give uh, shout-outs and props to any local communities out there who want some more coverage. So if you actually happen to be someone who runs a small local, local tournament uh, and you want a bigger platform then uh reach out i i haven't made one of those posts in a while to um to get names of tournaments but uh, moondoggy was one of those people who he runs his local uh, backdoor fighting down there in uh, gainesville florida and dude's been putting in work it dude loves his community and he's obviously a strong player Bops Knuckle Dew in the first set of grand finals, and then his his brain his brain just stops whenever Knuckle Dew switches to Birdie. And a lot of and even the commentators even say the no one was ready for this. Uh, so and he went and actually I'm <laughs> talking. Uh, he DM me after after this happened, and he was like, you know, dude leaned in and said, "You're not ready for this." And then he wasn't ready for this. <laughs> so it's just an exciting match. It's fun to watch friends do well. Uh, and I think that is, uh, that's going to be a theme uh, in this uh, particular top 10 list. And I think that is, that is one of the, the main strings in the fighting game community is that it is exciting to watch your friends and loved ones do well uh, competitively. Uh, their successes are shared successes, especially when you are from the same local community as them. Everyone from Florida, everyone from Backdoor Fighters was freaking out whenever you took that first set. And I would too. It's because it's, you know, that it's that shared success um, of they know that they've played Moondoggy, they know that they beat him, and that made him stronger as a player. Uh, spending a little bit more time on kind of the meta of that, of why this match to me is important. And it's also a very exciting set. Uh, it's good to see, you know, players from smaller local communities do well against uh, worldwide players. Uh, so that is my number 10 on my top 10 list. So moving on to number nine, uh, which is another Knuckle Dew match between Knuckle Dew and Snake Eyes. Uh, at Combo Breaker 2017 Grand Finals. Now, keep in mind, in this set, it was Snake Eyes who sent Knuckle Dew to losers earlier in the tournament. Uh, and 
a lot of people I want to say this is this match isn't for everybody people who like to see fast action like to see rounds end quickly uh, they want to see the hottest of all combos if they want to see you know, shit popping off at a breakneck pace this match is not for you. <laughs> this is uh, this is a slow grind. Uh, the millstone of fighting games grinds slow, and it grinds for due. Uh, it's a very exciting set, in my opinion. But I like. I happen to prefer eh, not entirely, not all the time. But like when I see a nice slow match, see the slow roll, and you can watch other players be in the heads of each other, and you can see that decision making, like tit for tat. It is. That is some of my favorite stuff in fighting games, and this particular set delivers. Uh, there's also a lot of time spent on the character select screen uh, because these both these players both play uh, a handful of different characters, uh, and you can see them grinding through in their heads. Well, is should I really change for this matchup? If I'm if I win with this character, then am I locked in? And then he's going to change his other. It's it is a battle of the minds. Uh, granted, all fighting games are a battle of the minds, but this one in particular, because of the slow-paced nature in the classic matchup of Guile versus Zangief, uh, it is... I don't know. That's what it, it's a bad matchup for Geef, and I love watching people overcome bad matchups with uh, skill and just through just raw grinding it out. Uh, and for that reason, this match earns a number nine slot. Now, I will say again, this match is not for everybody. Uh, if you do not prefer slow matches, I mean, look, the time on this one, 30 minutes uh, in a in two sets, uh, best of five. So this is the longer set. Uh, and it, oh man, it's good. I, I recommend it personally, but not again, not for everybody. And with that, Moving on to number eight, Canada Cup. Another Zangief. Who would have thought? I, I just, mm, it's all about Zangief in, in Street Fighter V. I think he's one of the most exciting characters to watch or uh, watch play. Alex is another one to watch. I, I think in terms of character matchups that are just exciting in the get-go like if you watch an Alex do well, you, I mean, you also know that it's an uphill battle for Alex typically because. He's generally a poor character and lacks a lot of tools that other characters are afforded in Street Fighter V. However, uh, Zangief is not necessarily that way. Zangief is a strong character, but when he makes his hard reads and it pays off, uh, it can be very exciting. Uh, and, I, and everybody loves Itabashi. Itabashi loves Gamble. And, <laughs> and, this, and this one in particular. So let me run it back. So it is Problem X versus Itabashi Zangief, Canada Cup, 2017 top eight. Uh, and before, even before this match, uh, Problem X has always had a problem with Zangief, uh, and it's not a good matchup for for Bison. Uh, this match is is not easy for Bison to take over. Geef can do. Geef basically controls the neutral. Uh, Bison doesn't really have the walk speed to. To really set the pace, uh, nor does he have the normals to really set the pace. Uh, so really, it's all it all turns up. Geef. He doesn't have the reversals or, or really any of the the tools to put the pressure on Geef. So it's uh, it is really Geef's match to lose, in in my opinion. And I feel like a lot of Bisons feel that way as well. It's tough, uh, but in this particular set, uh, Problem X puts up quite a fight, uh, and it is 
it is exciting to watch someone again fight that uphill battle uh, and overcome a bad matchup. Now, granted, Itabashi comes out on top, uh, which we can talk about in a minute, because uh, this is a certain rivalry that lasts. You know, this one persisted uh, throughout the CPT uh, tournament series, uh, but. Uh, Itabashi wins in Cadden Cup to, in, a, in a close set, uh, which is a small victory for Problem X, even though he would have like he would have wanted to win this one and overcome a demon here. Uh, but again, a very exciting match. And if also if you play Bison, watch what he does in this set uh, because it is it is it is very well played on Problem X's part. Uh, dude's very strong, very 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 strong Bison. So if you play Bison, you want to learn the ropes overcoming bad matchups watch this set uh, and for that reason uh, this makes number eight on my list of top 10 matches uh, and kind of going with that same feeling gonna move right into uh, Capcom Cup 2017 Itabashi Zangief versus Nemo oh boy now in the match previous to this uh, Itabashi was cheering for Problem X uh, going as far to say fuck Nemo in English because he does speak English uh, if you watch that interview with Born Free he actually does a lot to speak English in that interview uh, and say his piece uh, about the current state of the game and how he feels about Zangief in this particular game however this set is exciting because it has a history we've talked about this before on the podcast uh, and there are threads out there I might even I might go as far to link the thread that that goes through their their rivalry this year but this rivalry is a heated one granted it's a friendly rivalry rivalry these guys are friends uh they share rooms together at at tournaments there's they don't hate each other's guts but they do hate each other's guts if that makes sense uh and this particular match if you happen to know if you've seen the memes out there we've talked about the memes before but uh nemo takes it and offers the saltiest of handshakes and it is it is delightful the look on his face is of that it is the most smug face i've i've seen in all of 2017 and I think for that reason, uh, this earns number seven slot. I had a little debate with myself whether I wanted to move this one up, but I feel like the the conversation of moving from Problem X match at Canada Cup and then directly into this one where Problem X had played Nemo in the match before, Itabashi the whole time cheering for Problem X, wanting to play Problem X in the next set because he knows that he can take him, and then playing Nemo. And then how it ends. Uh, it's oh, it's it's a good set. It's and it, but it's but it's also a good story. Like if you were a sports writer, this was a this would be a good one to write about, in my opinion. Uh, and for that reason, uh, this one earns number seven slot on my top ten games of this year. All right, now going back to more personal story. Uh, this one goes out to uh, the number six slot is we're at six now right uh number six slot goes to uh nick tanella versus mena rd in the wednesday night fights prior to capcom cup uh if you don't know uh nick tanella is a eh, somewhat sponsored by our street fighter uh, in that uh helped him set up a lot of the equipment that he has for uh, his for the second stream at Wednesday Night Fights and helped him set up things for 
to run other tournaments uh, in that region uh, and you know help out small communities as well because uh, I believe in supporting smaller streamers and helping them become uh, larger players on the big stage because there's there's not a lot of them that that are able to uh, to make it that far but I think uh, his team has what it takes and they've his whole team has a they've got the drive to do it which is why I believe in them but that's neither here nor there uh, because Nick played against Mana the Wednesday before Capcom Cup uh, in a uh, goddamn nail biter. Uh, I swear, anytime I watch Nick play, and this is not just true of this particular set, but anytime I've watched him play uh, in like live or anytime during tournaments, this dude has me biting my nail. Like I, I pick up nervous habits when I watch him play. Dude makes me so nervous. He has to make everything so goddamn close. Uh, and he ends up pulling it out and beating Mena with his his secondary. I don't. I actually don't know if if Abigail is Mena's secondary now uh, because of a tweet that he he had said. And it might have been earlier today or a couple days ago, uh, where like he basically says, "Yo, I won Capcom Cup with my secondary. Y'all aren't ready for me in 2018," uh, which leads me to believe that. Uh, that Nick beat Mena with his his primary character, therefore Nick Tanella in so much he won Capcom Cup, in my opinion. Watch out for Nick in in 2018. Uh, the guy's just putting in work, but he's also putting in work for like running small locals. He's not putting all of his work into just being a competitive player. So like when you have your attention you know split between a couple things, you can't necessarily you know play at the top of your game, but. I think in 2018 he's looking forward to it, and he has a whole team of people uh, doing good work out there at Wednesday Night Fights and other locals in that region. So if you don't follow him on Twitch, you know, maybe, maybe go do that. Or if you don't watch Wednesday Night Fights, maybe go do that. But anyway, neither here nor there, this uh, this particular set uh, between Nick's Nikali and Mena's Abigail was... I don't know, I love Abigail too. He's another exciting character because of the burst damage. I just love burst damage. It's fun to watch shit pop off real quick, real quick like that. Uh, but goddamn, Nick just has me bite my nails the whole time. He can't make any set like a blowout. It's always got to be close when it comes to two exciting matches like that. But I, that's that's some good Street Fighter right there. But anyway, that is my number six pick. So moving on to. Number five, I've got Menardi versus Tokido in Capcom Cup 2017. I would even extend this to, uh, this extends to their match in winner's finals to their set in grand finals uh, because you can see a lot of the mental changes that happen from winner's finals where Tokido takes it all the way through grand finals where Mena gets the reset and then eventually takes it. Uh, in the end, uh, this is just one. I don't know. There was. It was good to see Mena perform so well on such a uh, big stage like this. Good to see Birdie. I've been saying that Birdie's good for damn just about all year. If not the upper, he's like upper mid tier. He's not top tier. He's got things that hold him back. Don't let people say that this character won Capcom Cup. That's a that's a load of bullshit. Uh, Mena won Capcom Cup because he beat literally everybody. Uh, dude, dude bopped everyone at Capcom Cup. 
if you look at his <laughs> at his tournament lineup and who he had to beat to get to grand finals, uh, he's not just beating chumps <laughs> on his way to number one. Do beat everybody. Uh, and watching someone go from winners finals taking that L and then running it back in grand finals, uh, that's just a good story. Uh, it's a good set in general. Uh, very fun to watch. Uh, slow play from Menace part. Uh, and you get to watch both of these players uh, get in each other's minds uh, and make slight adjustments on the fly uh, in between sets, which is ideally what you want to do in Street Fighter in general and in fighting games in general. Uh, and it's, 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 it's so much so that you can see it where they change. Uh, and for that reason, this takes the number five slot on uh, my top 10 list of games of sets of 2017. Uh, now, moving on to the next set. If you guys don't know what Cooperation Cup is, look it up now. It is a third strike tournament. I was actually coming up to next week in a little over a week's time uh cooperation cup 2018 but number four on my list goes to matsuken and nito uh keep in mind this is a best of five scenario like this not it's not best of five this is a 5v5 tournament uh where you just play one set and then winner stays basically uh, and this this particular set between Matsuken and Nito was one of my favorites throughout the entire tournament. This is only top eight in Cooperation Cup. However, the comebacks from Nito are delectable. They they make it, the best part about Cooperation Cup too is that as you are watching this, you see something hot and you go, that is exciting. But also they pull the camera out to their entire team and their entire team is just psyched about it. And that, mm, there's something about that particular element of Cooperation Cup that uh, not a lot of other tournaments have that, uh, that particular fervor for uh, excitement about your teammates doing well. Um, and it's oh man is it exciting because he gets that magic pixel in round three and just pulls off some choice parries in the exact right moment and some of his teammates can't even believe it uh and for that reason easily number four this is one of my favorites from the tournament but go ahead and watch that entire tournament uh, look look at this face for if you were watching the video look at this guy's face he can't believe baits in it oh look at that right there it's a look of unbelief and that's the kind of stuff that cooperation cup is all about uh, and i look forward to that on the 7th uh next month january 7th god damn that is coming up quick uh so this happened way earlier this year but damn if this one didn't stick with me uh, again that's matsuken versus nito uh their teams watch the whole watch the whole thing if you can, if you have the time for it, it's a it's a longer tournament, it's a longer team tournament. But this one happened in the top eight of the team tournament, uh, and this one small set. You see these little moments of of just gold that are oof. Live for this stuff. It's very good Street Fighter right here. Highly recommend checking that out. And I look forward to Cooperation Cup 2018 because it's coming up quick. Mark your calendars, folks. Um, so I will share the link to the. Japanese stream and the English stream because they also have people uh, come in and just talk about 
you know, third strike. If it's actually a really good way to learn third strike, at least from a perspective, or like a, even if you don't want to get into playing third strike, which you should play third strike.com. Uh, even if you don't plan on playing it, it is, it, it is a good stream to watch if you want to appreciate how to watch third strike. Because a lot of, some things might not make sense to a, two of you are coming at it for the first time. If like you've just come in with Street Fighter V and thought, all right, I'll watch some third strike. The animations are really silky smooth, but I don't really understand how these games work. Uh, the commentators always do a really great job of giving you the rundown on how things work uh, typically with um, between all the matchups, uh, you know, the choices players might have made. Uh, they'll call things out when they're exciting. If like you didn't catch why an overhead was exciting. Uh, so if you want to get into third strike, I would mark your calendars for the seventh of next month uh, and catch cooperation cup 16 because it's coming up or go back and watch cooperation cup 15 because that shit's hype af look it up folks uh, so that is number four on my list of top 10 sets of 2017 moving on to number three <clears throat> punko versus smug canada cup grand finals all street fighter 4 oh man it, this match is a slobber knocker, and it's something that if, if you are a fan of Street Fighter 4, you know the Seth Dudley matchup is gonna, they gonna be pressing buttons, you're gonna see some combos. Capital C combos. Pizza combos. Are the best tasting combos, but that's another story. Uh, no, this particular set is... Again, this is a slobber knocker. Uh, it is Punko coming from losers. He resets the bracket. Both of the sets go to last match, last round. Punko even does a combo here that I I've watched a lot of Street Fighter Four, but he does he does a juggle off of jumping medium punch, and I know that Seth can juggle off a of jumping medium punch into EX Tandon Engine, where I'm just like I I don't think I've ever seen that in a live match forever and here it is uh years at like nine almost the oh gosh are we 10 years after the launch of street fighter 4 no not yet nine years after or i'm still finding fresh shit and god damn what a set uh if you want to watch some ex exciting uh street fighter 4 well first and foremost canada cup is one of your premier tournaments for if you want to watch some top level and appreciation for Street Fighter 4. Uh, they've kind of been running in that the last couple years and they love it up there in Canada. Uh, and in general, that's just a fun tournament to watch. Uh, shout outs to the 50x50.com. Uh, however, this particular set, Smug versus Punko, mm, it, is, it is a delight because both of these guys share such an appreciation of the game. Uh, and the links are tight. The combos are spelled out with a capital C. Uh, very exciting set. If you want to, maybe, maybe you want to dip your toes into Street Fighter 4. And if you've never experienced some high level Street Fighter 4 play, maybe you just got into Street Fighter 5, check out this match. I'm going to be sharing the link uh, in the comments down. But yeah, by the way, I don't know if I said this at the top, but all of these, all of the links to these matches will be shared uh, in the description uh, or in the comments down below if you're watching on YouTube. But anyway. 
Moving on to number two. This one is a personal favorite of mine. This might, if not for number one, and the reasons why number one is so good uh, on my list, I had a debate with myself on this because, you know, is this a personal list or is this one that I think speaks can speak to everybody uh, who enjoys Street Fighter? And even so, number one still holds that spot, but the number two, very contentious with the number one in my heart. Uh, but it is, it goes to Pools, Evo, 2017, Up to Snuff versus Mago. If you don't know who Up to Snuff is, uh, he has shown up in our online tournaments and he is in the Northeastern community. Um, He's around there. He's uh, kind of with Traveling Controller. Um, it's not sponsored by them, but he uh, associates with them from time to time. Uh, and anyone in that region, basically. And this dude is strong. He is one of the strongest Nikalis probably in this region. Uh, and in general, I knew him from the, the weeklies that we have that we run on our Street Fighter, the online weeks that we run. And... I'm like, oh man, he's playing Mago next. So I'm running around trying to find all the sets of everyone I know at, at Evo during pools, because that's just how pools work. And Up Snuff plays Mago, and he bodies him. And I can't tell you if you've never if you've never been in this position, it is it is one that is hard to express in words of watching someone's success that you have even had even a minimal effect on how they play and watching them improve as a player because like his local community is really what what grafted him as a strong Nikali but yeah he competed in the the online weeklies he has done very well uh did he ever win one I actually don't recall if he did he might have won one regardless competes in your tournament and to watch someone body one of the gods so cleanly and so perfectly, it is hard to express in words that feeling of, uh, I guess, what is the word I'm looking for? Like combined, it's not a combined effort, but it's a, uh, it's a collective appreciation and compl- like collective accompl- sense of accomplishment. I think now grant like I didn't do anything it's like watching your favorite sports team wins when you say like ah we beat the the Browns today like you didn't do anything I didn't do anything to have up to snuff be so good dude put in the work and is hella strong on his own accord but there's that part of me that's like yo you just bought Mago free like free made him look free damn does that not feel good it's oh man it's one of the best feelings of fighting games uh and because of that i will say if you can get entrenched or ingrained in a local community if you can't find one we have resources uh, in the sidebar uh, and in the wiki we've got all kinds of places you can look uh to help you find a local uh if not any of that if there's, if there's none in your region hop on the online tournaments it extends out to a very wide a vast region netcode can netcode considering but find your locals get in deep watch people grow 
and sharing their success, sharing their victories, and just because that's that's just part of fighting games, man. It's it's watching someone that you've bodied once or twice go on and body one of the gods. And there's that feeling is hard to to explain in words, but damn if it doesn't at least for me that's that's one of like the top feelings in in fighting games is that shared sense of accomplishment uh and for that reason up to snuff versus mago evo 2017 is damn near at the top of the list it very nearly made number one uh had not number one been the match what it is uh and by the way anyone watching the the video this was the only recorded footage i have of this match is shaky cam footage i'm actually i think my shoulder is in this video too uh it's i'm like to the left of the person holding it and they do like a right turn and regardless but whatever if number one wasn't so strong this would be my number one because after this set i pop off and we all jump up to snuff and it is oof, man that feeling unmatched unrivaled i will say but moving on to number one y'all know what it is tokido versus punk evo grand finals of this year and again i will extend this out to where they met in pools uh which was prior to top 32 specifically for a couple moments uh in that set where uh, there's one particular moment uh, where Tokido, this is in before they met to get in top 32, where Punk sends Tokido down to losers. There's a moment where Tokido has Punk in the corner, does a neutral jump fireball, Punk goes underneath of it uh, with command dash and then punishes the recovery. Uh, Tokido sets up a very similar situation here in Grand Finals. And instead of neutral jumping and throwing the fireball, he just neutral jumps, comes down on him with a jumping medium kick because he knows that Punk was looking to punish an air fireball. So he does a command dash, gets the counter hit combo, and it is... You would miss it if you didn't watch the match prior because you know for a fact Tokido watched that set. You know for a fact he was watching that set, looking for tendencies, looking for how he wants to play. And just the the way that this set goes, and the way that Tokido breaks Punk down uh, just from from every direction, from every corner, he's pulling out all the stops, and then after the win, he does that fantastic quotable line of "Fighting games are so great, are something so great." How can this not be your favorite set of 2017? It, just, it encompasses everything. Uh, the way that Tokido broke down one of the top players at the time, everyone had Punk on a, on a golden platter. They were serving it up. Punk number one, free. He had bodied everybody. He was he had bodied Tokido earlier in this tournament. But Tokido said, nah, son. I got that experience. Let me just use my experience uh pull your collective pants around your ankles and then close out one set and then Punk so quickly goes to the rematch after that set and I was actually watching this match uh, with my wife live in that stadium as soon as soon as Tokido won that set and Punk immediately hit that rematch button I turned to her and I was like Tokido has won he will win this tournament I promise you that 
And it's exactly what happened. He was beaten mentally. Uh, and to just watch someone win the win the game in their mind is what I love to watch in fighting games. And just to watch the mental strength. Now, contrast this. <laughs> you can actually contrast this set uh, with Menardi and Tokido's set in Capcom Cup, where they're playing for fuck ton load more money. Uh, but and where Tokido kind of broke down, didn't know the matchup, didn't put, in, didn't do the homework for Birdie. No one did. Uh, but this particular set exemplifies all of that. Uh, and then again, that line at the end in the interview afterwards with Gutex, where he just says, "Fighting games are something so great." And I believe that. I believe that to be true. And I want to end it on that because they are. And I look forward to 2018. There are so many good fighting games right now. There's so many small communities that are growing. Uh, we took a hit there in 2016. A lot of communities dispersed a little bit, but we're on the come up. We're, we're getting back. We're getting the band back together. Everyone's kind of, it's, the feeling is you've got a little bit more momentum, more momentum now. And I feel like 2018 will be a great year for fighting games. I'm looking forward to it, folks. Uh, and I hope you are as well. Uh, so that closes it out for my top 10 list of my favorite sets of 2017. And I encourage you guys to share your favorite sets of 2017 uh, in the comments below. Uh, I will say, as always, uh, feel free to rate and review this show if you're listening to it on iTunes or whatever service you listen to. Um, give it some stars. I don't care how many. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter to me none. But anyway, you can catch me at Super Joe Monday on Twitter or Joe underscore Monday on our Street Fighter on the sub. Uh, so look for this post on the sub uh, if you want to catch all of the links to those details or just look in the description below if you're listening to it on whatever podcast service you choose to listen to it but that about wraps it up folks for the latest edition of rsf radio again i'm joe my name we will catch you guys next week on another edition of rsf radio take care folks